On the ninth day of Christmas, my Dodgers gave to me Shohei Otani, one Tyler Glasnow, Yoshi Yamamoto, and a partridge in a pear tree. Happy holidays, everybody, from those of us here at Otani Talk and Batters Box Productions. We hope you have the best time with your families this holiday season. And it's an exciting time because we're having so many cool things coming out from Shohei Otani to his fellow countryman, Yoshi Yamamoto. So lots of exciting stuff. We can dive right into it. Just want to start by saying I wanted to get you guys an episode last week. Didn't happen because I was on that work trip and ended up getting sick. So I'm sorry if my voice does not sound as smooth and perfect as it usually does. But you know what? I'm healthy in time for the holidays. That's what counts. So last last week, we talked about the new Otani contract, right? We didn't have all the details yet, but we knew he signed with the Dodgers, which was really exciting. Since then, we've had a lot of details come out. And the big thing that everybody was talking about last week was the deferral built in to his contract. So if you didn't know, it's a 10-year contract, but for those first 10 years, Shohei is only being paid $2 million per year. Now, that's a lot of money. I wish I was getting paid $2 million a year. But Shohei's deferring the rest of the compensation for the years after his set playing time with the Dodgers, right? So basically, they have a reduced cap hit because the present value of the money is less according to the contract. So, you know, it's a little economical, a little complicated, but basically because the money's getting paid later, it counts less toward the luxury tax that so many teams get hit with when they make those big signings and try to go for it all, right? So everybody's talking about that. Um, it's, it's an interesting thing that we haven't really seen very often, and it just kind of tells us what we already knew about Shohei, which is that he deserves the money and he wants the money. He's making sure he gets the money. But Shohei's more about winning, right? He wants to win while he's a Dodger. And so he's willing to defer the compensation so that the team can make the big signings they need to put together a powerhouse of a team, which they are doing. The Dodgers are doing that. And it's cool to see that Shohei is allowing that to happen by deferring his compensation. Because with the time value of money, right, if Shohei was getting $70 million a year, he could be investing that right away, making some good money off of his investments, passive income, you might say. But he's deferring it, so he's not going to start getting those bigger checks until about 10 years from now. So Shohei is taking a financial hit to help this team succeed and I think it's a, a really great move from a guy who, you know, he practices what he preaches. He's, he's a man of few words, but we know he wants to win, and his actions are really showing that. So I think that's pretty cool. But there's been so much more to come out since the details of Shohei's signing. Starting with the Tampa Bay Rays. The Dodgers immediately get linked to the Rays the first rumor we hear is that the Rays are going to deal Tyler Glasnow to the Dodgers 
to join Shohei, bolster their starting pitching. And then Randy Rosarena, all-star outfielder for the Tampa Bay Rays, he posts a photo of him and Shohei Otani doing their doing Randy's signature arms crossed pose. People start to murmur that Glasnow and Randy Rosarena could potentially be dealt to the Dodgers in a trade. Later we find out that it looks like it's just Glasnow in the trade and the Dodgers are willing to trade for him so long as he's willing to extend his contract before joining the Dodgers. They didn't want to trade for him if it was just going to be the one year, so he extends and makes it a five-year deal. And that five-year deal contains a club option for that fifth year. So if they're not happy with him, they don't have to exercise that option in the fifth year with the Dodgers. And the public consensus on this is a little mixed. Most non-Dodgers fans are sort of in the position that it wasn't a good move. They think that the Dodgers are spending all this money but not really getting much in return because they did have to give up Ryan Papio and Johnny DeLuca, right? So a pitcher and an outfielder, both young prospects with potentially good futures ahead of them. And then you look at Glasnow, a guy who he has the stuff. He's ready now. It's really just a question of whether or not his body is going to allow him to pitch his best baseball during those clutch points of the season and the postseason when you really need him the most. So that's really the the two camps on it. You have people who think that they're getting a injury-prone pitcher in exchange for prospects with bright futures. And then you have the people who are like, you know what, Glass now has got it. He's a great addition to this team. He's ready to win now. Shohei's here. Shohei's ready to win now. What a better combo than that, right? So that's really where the public kind of feels about this move. But that was not the end of the craziness because only a few days later, we start to hear some new rumors, all right, about Yoshinobu Yamamoto. And so Yamamoto had met with a lot of teams. And toward the end, it's getting down to really three teams. People think he's going to the Yankees, he's going to the Mets, or he's going to the Dodgers. Now, the Dodgers put up a pretty big effort to get him. When he came out to L.A., Yamamoto was greeted by Shohei Otani, Mookie Betts, and Freddie Freeman. So imagine you're this 25-year-old pitcher with his brightest years ahead of him. He's coming to the United States to play on the biggest stage to make the biggest bucks. And the Dodgers invite you to the front office to talk. And when you walk in, you're greeted by the best trio in baseball, Otani, Betts, and Freeman. How do you turn that down? Paired with the fact that they're willing to pay. All right? And so later in the week, just Thursday, excuse me, yeah, Thursday, Shohei goes to the Los Angeles Rams game. If you don't know the Rams, they're the local Los Angeles football team. They won a Super Bowl, which is the American Football Championship, very recently. And Shohei's there. They give him a custom jersey. 
you know, he's smiling. He's having a good time. It's cute. His translator, Ipe's there. Life's good. Then we start to hear some rumors. There's rumors that Yamamoto was going to the game with Shohei. If he did, he didn't get put on TV. I did not see him there. But the rumors are starting to fly that he's at the game. He's going there with Shohei, and he's signing with the Dodgers. By the end of the game, the Rams actually unveil a custom Yamamoto jersey. However, they did not give it to him. From what I can tell, there was no coverage of that if it did happen on the football broadcast of the game. And then the articles start to come out saying that it's official. Yamamoto has signed with the Dodgers for $325 million. I'm seeing different things online as far as some people are saying it's the biggest contract for a pitcher in MLB history. Others are saying that technically it's not the biggest because the amount of guaranteed money is slightly less than what the Yankees gave Garrett Cole. But regardless, it's a huge deal because Yamamoto is the best pitcher in the Japanese Baseball League. And he just had three consecutive years where he won MVP as well as the Japanese equivalent of the Cy Young Award, right, for best pitcher. So he's a big deal, and the reason he hasn't come to the United States earlier is due to some of these strange rules as far as contracts, rights, and signing talent from overseas. Because he waited until he was 25, he was able to sort of bypass those earlier rookie kind of style contracts that really limit how much money he can make. If he had come earlier, he probably would have been looking at $10 million a year. He comes now, he signs a contract worth $325 million, and he's a Dodger basically for the next decade. Pretty exciting stuff. So now you've got huge, huge deals from the Dodgers, over a billion dollars just on two players alone, and... The crazy thing about this is that both of these guys, Shohei and Yoshinobu Yamamoto, they both chose the Los Angeles Dodgers over other teams. It's crazy that other teams were willing to match this. All right, It was later revealed that Shohei Otani had extended the same terms to the San Francisco Giants And the Giants accepted the terms. They made a bid for Shohei Otani. It was allegedly going to be the same deal, $700 million over 10 years with the deferrals and everything. The Giants extended that offer, and Shohei still chose the Dodgers for the same amount of money. And that just goes to show a couple things. Number one, Shohei wants to win. He went with a team that's got the best track record as far as winning. And I know everybody will always say, but the Dodgers don't win in the playoffs. They don't have the best track record in the playoffs. I'm not hiding that, but they are the best team as far as putting together a team that has a chance of winning the division and making a run at a World Series title. There's no denying that, that they always put a good product on the field, the team that has a chance to win it all. And when you think about what Shohei's looking for, 
that is exactly what he wants. All right, and Yoshi kind of does the same thing here where he has offers from the Mets and the Yankees. Now, the Mets offer was allegedly for $325 million as well, and the Yankees offer was for $300 million as well. So he could go to either of those teams, get virtually the same amount of money, slightly less for the Yankees, but that's neither here nor there. He chooses to go to the Dodgers. Yes, the Dodgers are the better team of those three, but also I think it has to do with that winning culture that we talked about. Los Angeles Dodgers just have that desire to win that winning culture at the club sort of from the top down and I think that's alluring to these players who are looking for a long time home right 10-12 years we're looking at Shohei makes sense he doesn't have to move he can stay wherever he's living whether it's in Anaheim or in Los Angeles he can stay put for Yoshi it probably makes sense that Los Angeles is going to have a lot of the things he's looking for, similar to Shohei, you know, culturally, I'm sure he can find a lot of things in Los Angeles that are reminiscent of, you know, his time in Japan, whether it's ethnic grocery stores or simply just having a large Japanese population amongst the people, who knows, but at the end of the day, Los Angeles is the hot ticket item. It's the place where people want to go. It's the place where people who want to win want to go. And so if you are the the Dodgers franchise, I think you're laughing all the way to the bank because you're getting the big ticket players. You're paying a lot of money, which is true, but you're also going to be converting a lot of Japanese and Asian baseball fans into into money, right? Whether it's people going to their games, they have the top attendance. Usually like one and two is always Dodgers and Braves. Talk about Jersey sales for Shohei Otani. You talk about broadcasts, so much viewership just to see Shohei and Yamamoto overseas. Really big deal. And then you think about primetime games, right? When ESPN, Fox Sports, they're all looking to pick the best games, the best teams, the most exciting baseball to put on their primetime games. They're paying money for those games. They're paying extra money to get Dodgers games, right? So you're going to see more and more Dodgers games being featured on MLB Network, Apple TV+. Plus, All of these places, those are new additional revenue streams that the Dodgers are going to have that they didn't have before. So even though they are paying a lot of money for these guys... You just got to remember that Shohei is that big of a deal that he's going to bring in the money. Like he was number one in jersey sales last year in Major League Baseball. The money's there. Sure, you're paying him a lot. But at the end of the day, he's worth it both production-wise on the field and economically speaking just from the revenue he generates. So I think at the end of the day, the Dodgers get a pretty good grade on their report card for how they've handled free agency so far. And I think it all directly flows into a couple things. They're a winning franchise. And number two, that Shohei is just a huge deal. He's got the star power and he can attract these kinds of 
players to be around him. And it's going to be a pretty cool lineup. You just got to think that because sort of during the year, at least until Mike Trout kind of got injured and ended his season, when you looked at like the best duos in baseball, Otani and Trout were up there as having the best wins above replacement, right? The best production for their teams. But they were neck and neck with Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. Now you've got Otani... Betts and Freeman on the same roster. It's absolutely electric. So we'll see what happens this season. The narrative now that they've spent all this money and gotten all these players is really shifting from, you know, who's who are the Dodgers going to sign? Are they going to get Shohei? It's now becoming okay. They've signed these people. Is it going to translate into success, both in the regular season and especially in the postseason? Time will tell. I don't have a crystal ball. And if I did, I would be guessing lottery numbers and I would be rich. (laughs) But uh, by all means, let us know what you think the Dodgers are going to do. Let us know if you're a big fan of the Dodgers now that Shohei's on it. Were you a Dodger fan already and now you're just super excited? Or are you mad that Shohei went to the Dodgers? Are you an Angels fan who would have liked to see him stay? Let us know. You can uh, leave your comments on the podcast or you can reach out to us on our Instagram page at Otani Talk. And then we'll end the show just by briefly saying a couple things. Number one, there's a couple new awards that Shohei won. Not shocking, but Shohei did get the Hank Aaron Award for Best Offensive Player in the American League. If you're curious, Ronald Acuna Jr. got the National League Award. And then the even bigger deal, Shohei was named the best male athlete by the Associated Press. It's a big deal, and Shohei's actually won it two out of the last three years. And the big narrative this year is just who Shohei beat, right? So he edges Lionel Messi, who many consider the greatest soccer player of all time, He edges out Novak Djokovic, who is arguably the best tennis player of all time. And he edges out Nikola Jokic, who was the NBA Finals MVP, just a true monster in the National Basketball Association here in the U.S. So if you're curious what it came down to, Shohei got 20 of the 87 votes. Novak Djokovic and Lionel Messi each got 16 votes. And... Then 12 votes went to the next highest, which was Nikola Jokic of the NBA. So you basically have the Associated Press, which is the most respected journalistic source in the world, arguably, putting Shohei as the top male athlete in the world over the best ever in soccer, the best ever in tennis, and the current best in basketball. People would argue that one, but I'm still going to throw it out there. Huge, huge, huge deal. He's a absolute monster of an athlete. His popularity is insane. And I'm just going to stop there because I don't want to ride the hype train too hard. I'm here more just to talk about his life and what's going on around it. But it's truly pretty incredible to see him get the respect that I think he deserves. All right, guys, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful holiday season. Spend some good time with your loved ones. 
we'll make another episode sometime around the new year. You know, if there's new stories coming out, like new signings by the Dodgers, of course, we will talk about what that means to Shohei and his team. Otherwise, enjoy yourselves, have some great times with your families, and we'll be back soon. As always, give us a follow on Spotify, as well as on Instagram at Otani Talk.